everyone, and welcome to The Art of Podcasting, episode 17, The Triumphant Return, recorded July 1st, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. Welcome back to, to me and James, not to you. What? You guys never left. The audience never left. We did. What are, what are we doing here anyway? So, uh, yeah, uh, the chat room has already noticed some uh, uh, comic books in the background. I am, I'm at my friend Aaron's house. Uh, I, am, I still am homeless. Uh, he, he lives here in Georgia and it does a couple other shows on the network, uh, One Me, One Workout, and does Everyday Linux. So uh, he is a huge comic book fan. So if you're watching the live stream, you will see comics uh, behind me, and uh, there are comics all over the place. He's a, a huge collector well, I don't know how smart he is because those look awfully difficult to read. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. I think the idea is he reads them and then displays them. Maybe that's how it oh, works. Okay. Um, but maybe it's like an iPad. Maybe you just touch it, touch the glass to turn the page. That would be cool. Somehow, I'm not so sure. How is your mood going? How are the movings uh, and shit? You know, it's going, going okay. As, as, as I'm sure you know, if you're listening to this show, we, we haven't done a show in about a month uh, because it partly uh, at the beginning, it was because my internet provider in, in Texas sucked and we just kind of gave up on it. Uh, but I just listened to a whole podcast with you all the way through. It wasn't at awesome. To this show. There were no dropouts, nothing, <laughs> nothing. It just went from the beginning to end. It was great. It did. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I had that. Uh, so, but then I moved to, uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago today, uh, I rolled up here in, uh, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. I, uh, uh, took all, left for, uh, I left my house Saturday, two weeks ago, uh, drove two days, Saturday and Sunday, got here in the evening and then started my new job the next day. Uh, and then was here for two days, and then they flew me to Madison, Wisconsin, for a week of training. And then I that, came back. Did you do something wrong? Was <laughs> yeah. there a that a penalty? Yeah. yeah, apparently Madison is where you go when you don't fill out the proper forms. Uh, you're you're in Georgia. You're in the, the capital of the South. You're in Atlanta, Georgia. Every single thing you would ever need to go to is in Atlanta, Georgia, except. The training for this software thing. holy cow yeah it's uh it's a major medical software called epic uh and they don't do things the way other people do them period end of discussion and one of the, one of the many things they don't do the way other people do them is that they are housed in verona actually a suburb of madison wisconsin and everybody goes to verona for training all the thousands of people who've done this stuff everybody goes to verona period end of discussion so how how was the uh the training how many people were in the training in verona uh well in my room there were 32 people but uh there are there were about six thousand rooms so uh i don't know how many people how much was going on at the time uh so i i did one week i will go back um on the 11th of July for another week. And then I will go back on the 25th of July for another week. Uh, and then I will have to take my certification test and, uh, I have to pass that to keep my job. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, certification is not an option. It is a requirement for my position. I understand. I hear that from time to time. Uh, so I've been doing that. I've been learning medical terms. I now work for a hospital system. I've spent the last 15 years working in education. Uh, so I have uh, I have now all new terms and, and methodologies that I have to learn. So I've been literally, I've uh, all day, every day, eight hours a day, I've been studying since I got back from, uh, from the training. So, and then. Ed, Abisa. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and then after the studying, uh, I have been looking for a house, uh, which sure. is not an easy thing to do when you have three children and need four bedrooms and have a dog. Yep. Um, and Atlanta, if you don't know, is a hotbed right now for relocations. Many, many, many people are moving right now at this very moment to Atlanta. And so uh, rentals are going very quickly. Like I will see one pop up on a website today. I will call about it in the morning and it has been rented already. Wow. Yeah. 
and the agents are working seven days a week and super busy. Uh, so, but yes, just yesterday I found a house that I really like. I don't think it's perfect, but we can certainly rent it for a year, uh, until hopefully by then we will sell our house in Texas. Um, and then be able to uh, look for something more permanent. So uh, I need to get some paperwork signed on that, and then I will no longer be homeless, and that will be a good thing. Uh, what a story. This this is a continuing epic. We will all, right. not pardon the pun, we will all be, be listening in to find out what happens next. Right. And so what that means is, though we are back tonight, what? that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll be back every Sunday night from now on. Because I will be flying back and forth to Madison. I will be moving into a new house. Uh, so things will be happening. I'm still going to be in and out. And so we, we're not going to, we're not back on our total regular schedule yet. Uh, but we were here and we thought we'd do a show earlier today. We weren't going to do a show. And then we were and then we weren't. And the last thing Steve heard was we weren't. But then we decided to anyway. And we couldn't get a hold of him because he went out and made plans because we told him we weren't doing a show. So nice. that's why Steve's not here. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. Not, not his fault. Not his uh, fault. It's your it's, fault. It's my fault. It's entirely <laughs> my Everything is my fault. I'm the, I'm the leader of the band. It's all my fault. Uh, well, that's so, good. I'm glad we got that straightened out. And that's an update on my on my life. My family will be joining me uh, mid July. Uh, hopefully, I will fly back down and and uh, help them move. And actually, yeah, the guys in the chat room were talking about what my house is going to look exactly. I brought with me uh, two uh, fabric lawn chairs, a wooden card table, and an inflatable camping bed. And when I move into the house, that will be my furniture until the rest of the house gets here at the end of July. So that, that's total. I, I, I need to go get one of those big wire spools that we used to use in college for tables, and then I'll be all set. Yeah, you're right there in Atlanta. You call the Turner. I'm sure one of their networks would love to have this as a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to be pretty darn pathetic for a while. I, I went to the, to the local Walmart because that was the, that's universal. Wherever you are, you can find a Walmart. And I was right. buying food, and I, and I told the lady as I was checking out, I said, my, I just moved here. My wife isn't here. Doesn't this look like bachelor food? And it was all stuff in cans and prefabbed and beef jerky. Uh, <laughs> she laughed. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, best of luck with all of that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm looking forward to it. I like the Atlanta area so far. Um, all these people who call it hot Atlanta and talk about how hot it is have never been to Texas. It's actually been very cool, except uh, the last couple of days. It was like 103 today, but it's already been well above that back in my home in Texas, like 109, 110. So, uh, it's a little warm. Yeah. I'm, I'm underwhelmed by the heat of Atlanta. Uh, one interesting thing that happened to me this week, I don't know why, uh, but uh, I got a note from Twitter that Heil Sound is now following me on Twitter. All right. That's that's a little bizarre and surreal to me. Um, I mean, it's not like it's a great honor necessarily that their corporate account. Now, if, if Bob Heil personally were following me, I might find that a little more impressive. But it's still, I wonder how they found me and why they thought I was worth following. Hmm. I wonder how they found that as well that's pretty awesome yeah and it's not the element opie account it's my personal account even better so they'll see all the pictures of burgers uh -huh. <laughs> oh we need we need to follow this account yes what have we been thinking yeah, well that's the typical twitter you take pictures of your food and you take pictures of your you know commute that's what you yes. do with twitter right that's it i'm eating a sandwich here is a picture of it lol when I get a personal life, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, anything new in your life in the last month that you'd like to share with the audience? <laughs> well, although we haven't been on the air, I've just uh, at 11 o'clock every Sunday night, I just come into my office and I talk for an hour anyway. You guys have just been missing it. <laughs> um, been really delightful. I've had some great shows. Sorry you missed those. Um, I have been... Um, keeping busy with all the normal things I do. I, I did a, uh, a podcast or not a podcast, but a, I do a stream once a month or twice a month on particular topics. I did a live stream yesterday and I, I could barely talk. Um, and I, I'd forgotten I had had shoulder surgery on Monday. 
and uh, general anesthesia, completely out, intubated, and had not talked a lot. And the first time I really talked was sitting down in front of a microphone for that stream. And I realized, I don't know if I'm really going to be able to make it through this whole stream. <laughs> so let's try this. And even still, there's a little bit of it tonight. Um, so I'm trying to get back in it. So this was probably the first possible night we would be able to do a podcast. And it turns out we are doing just that. We're doing a podcast. I do. I do have something uh, podcast specifics, podcast topic. I bought a toy. Actually, I, I broke a toy. Um, I used to have as my cans, as as they say, as the parlance is in the industry, my the headphones. My, uh, my previous headphones are AKG K240 Mark IIs, which are, uh, are, are darn fine headphones. Um, worked well for me. They are around the ear. They are com- very com- comfortable to wear. I could wear them all day. Um, but they, uh, they, they didn't, they stopped working so good. So they, I go through headphones pretty, pretty hard. Um, and these don't work anymore and, and they're old. So, so much for warranty repair or anything like that. Um, so I needed some new ones. Uh, one things- uh, let me interrupt you for a moment. How do you damage headphones? What exactly do you do that's hard on headphones? I mean, well, there's, a lot you, of ma- there's a lot of hand-to-hand here. Are there's you a, a headbanger? Do you like thrash around while you're wearing them? The wind tunnel, obviously. There's, there's a lot that goes into the wind tunnel test that we do. Um, uh, and lastly... Does that explain just, the hairdo? Is that more aerodynamic? Well, that helps. Obviously, that helps. And then, of course, sunspots. So those three things together, that's what causes the most number of problems. I don't know. I just go through headphones like there's no tomorrow, and I don't know why. They last me a year. They last me a year and a day because obviously I'd be able to <laughs> Right, because it's a one-year warranty. They lasted a year and a week, um, and they were okay headphones. They're open. They're around the ear, but they're open. So you can put them on, but still hear what's going around. Uh, in the room outside, you can hear the dogs barking, you hear the kids screaming, you can hear somebody yelling for you to fix the disposal. All those things work with this one. How often Prior does your this, disposal break? You use that example every time. That's sort of how it works in my house. The uh, I, Prior to this, I had Sennheiser HD 280s, which are around the ear, but completely closed. Um, and what I liked about those is they just sounded, I could really hear much better. The closed in really gets rid of all the noise and you can really listen in very well. Well, I upgraded this time to the Sennheiser 380 Pros, which are, are still collapsible. They're the big fat headphones. They are around the ear. They're completely closed in. Um, haven't broken these in yet. They're kind of tight still. Um, but these have turned out to be some nice headphones too. They're made a little bit more solidly than the 280 Pros. Um, they cost twice as much, unfortunately, as the 280 Pros. And I bought them almost for an experiment to see if they're really worth the extra money over the 280s. And I can't say they really, really are worth twice as much as the 280s. They have exactly the same feel on my head and the same sound to me as the 280s. So uh, I may have spent way too much money uh, for these, but they are they are made a little bit better. Uh, one piece over the top of the head instead of having uh, a piece with a, a Velcroed on, attached on, padding, that type of thing. So you can tell they are upgraded a little bit, but I really like them. Um, I loved my 280s, so it makes sense that I would like these 380s as well. So we're going to see how those work out over the next week or two. I'll be able to break those in. And then in a year, you'll break them. And I'll get another pair of something. So tune in next year. Yeah, I, I use uh, just cheap headphones. I, I'm not a headphone snob like you are, uh, and uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get the whole headphone thing. As long as it sounds, you know, as long as it sounds, <laughs> I don't need a super high fidelity. I just need it to sound okay. The, the headphones I'm wearing right now are, I think, 19 bucks a piece. I don't, um, I'm definitely not that great on fidelity, but I wear my headphones so much all day, every day on my head um, that, that I'm, I'm very particular, I guess, of what I'm wearing there. And then, of course, when you're on camera, you wear the in-ear guys that you got on in-ear, right now. kind of the kind that I have now. I used to wear the big ones on camera, and I've tried this year to clean up the the uh, the studio and have a, a sleeker 
more professional look. And to accomplish that, we use the Sennheiser in-ear IE5s, I think. I think that's what they are. Yeah, Roteo in the chat room, uh, it's giving me a primer on studio headphones. I get that. He says that uh, they're designed specifically to flatten the signal so you can hear everything good and bad. It helps judgment while mixing and mastering. And I get that. If I were mixing music, I would. But I'm usually mixing one voice at a time. Uh, so it's I just don't need that super high fidelity. I don't that is want exactly what I use to justify the high cost I spend <laughs> on these studio headphones is for my ability to properly mix my voice. I don't know. That's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I uh, uh, you know I don't want the Beats by Dr. Dre adding extra bass. Uh, it's true. But as right? long as it's relatively near field, that's good enough, you know? That's right. But, you know, we've demonstrated a number of times that uh, James and I are at opposite ends of the spectrum. He's at the spend money on it, buy good stuff end, and I'm at the get by with the cheapest stuff you can end. And, and they both work. They both work. Uh, so that's it. That's the show, folks. Thanks for thanks, joining us. Thanks, everybody. That's <laughs> Now, there has been, in our absence, uh, the there has been some big news in the iTunes world, or excuse me, in the podcasting world, specifically around iTunes. Correct. Uh, Apple has uh, sort of agreed to remove podcasting from the uh, second-class citizen status, uh, hmm. and they, they're going to give it a much more prominent uh, portion in the new iTunes uh, rollout the, uh, when iOS 6 comes out and, and with the new iTunes. There's going to be a whole iTunes section that's going to be featured prominently, and with that, they have been pushing out some requirements uh, with their new Retina displays, with the 8 billion by 7 billion uh, pixel displays that they've got. They're mandating much larger graphics. I think they. Uh, I think right now it's fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred. If I'm not correct, if, if I'm if I'm remembering it right, uh, that they that they demand you cannot be uh, featured on or show up on any of their lists unless your your uh, graphics are are really big. And that makes sense because small stuff, the three hundred by three hundred they used to recommend on a Retina display looks like Mario. Yes, and the the um, statement you made about podcasts being much more prominent sounds sounds perfect. It it it, it parrots perfectly what they told all of us when yes, they made these changes. I was simply changes. quoting the company line. It was a fine fine reprisal of their their press release uh, because I believe it's actually the opposite that's happening, and we don't know anything yet. But this is tin hat time for all of us to discuss how Apple is getting rid of podcasts and pushing them over to the side so they can make more money selling stuff. You think so? You think the three, the free content is going to be uh, deprecated over time? So one of the things they did was, uh, was release a podcast app. Or their iOS devices. Have yes. you had a chance to? I don't know. Do you? You have an iOS app uh, device, don't you? I have an iPad, but no, okay. it's back home in Texas. I haven't had a chance to look at it. Well, the 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 iOS app is now a standalone app that is podcasts, and it, you pop it up, and it automatically pulls in your lists of podcasts, and it it fills them in. It even does streaming as it downloads these now, which you weren't able to do in iTunes. You weren't able to do that on your phones or your iPads, you had to use third-party apps to get some type of streaming podcast media out of that. Um, it, it's a really, it's a much improved interface. You can uh, rewind and, and fast forward easier in increments, and that part's good. Uh, but I think that them moving this out of iTunes signifies them making sure now they can get podcasts out of there completely so they can sell music and movies and books because podcasts don't make no money to apple so podcasts don't make no money for apple that's your that's your line and you're sticking with it well it's that's my that's my uh, over the top completely misreading the entire situation um fringe um explanation of what's going on and people it's one of those situations will say he's crazy to even say that and, and then, then later, should should that million to one thing happen later on and that's exactly what it is i can say i told all of you 
This is exactly what was going on. So if I'm reading your uh, um, rant correctly, yes, uh, what, <laughs> what you're saying is that they're it's going the to rant. <laughs> they're going to push everything to uh, the app and remove it from iTunes. That's your That's prediction. What I think. That's what I think they're doing. That's my prediction. This whole this whole make your graphics pretty thing is just something to make you believe that they care about you. So you think that uh, once the transition is complete, the only way you'll get a free content on an Apple device is through the app, and it won't be in the store at all. I think they're going to take it out of iTunes. That's my my prediction of that. I don't know. I don't have anything other than what I've read and what you've read to even come to that. Right. But it seems strange that they would pull out and make a completely separate app for this thing, just you know, on a whim and a, and a nice app on a whim. I right. think there's something behind that. And uh, Steve Cherubino has joined us. What he, he got. He got the messages, and he, being the trooper that he is, he jumped in. Uh, so welcome, Steve. Oh, oh. And one time my phone battery dies <laughs> is exactly 11 o'clock on Sunday night. That's awesome. Oh, and it's great. We don't even have time to prep because you're on your, your room mic. You're not even on the, the mic that you're using there with this. The whole Skype thing is, is, is messed up. This is fantastic. Oh, I'm not on the mic. No, it's no, definitely your, your laptop mic. So uh, Good to see you. you can you can work on that. We were just, just bring up speed. We haven't really talked about much. You haven't missed much at all. Is it? Oh, good. Uh, what time? Like any other show. Start? Uh, we started about ten minutes ago, but we've been rambling for uh, well, actually maybe twenty minutes ago. We've, we've been going for a while. Sorry, my uh, bad. That's all right. Hey, but how's my mic sound now? Sounds awesome. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Steve, so you're talking pro. about the uh, iTunes uh, podcasting app thing. Right. Did, yes. did you have a chance to hear my tinfoil um, ideas of where that's going? I don't think that's tinfoil at all. Yeah, I heard I heard a little bit of it, and I think you're right. I mean, let's face it. I uh, podcasts don't make Apple a lick of money. I, I think oh. I just heard that very recently. <laughs> Donut baby, nothing. <laughs> Is that what James said? Yeah, it's almost exactly what he nothing said. It's trouble. It, yeah, it's that's what's going on. But I, you know what? I love the podcasting app on the iPad. It's really awesome. Nice. It's really good. Isn't it? With the fake reel-to-reel uh, -reel tape player and everything? Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> that part's a little bit cheesy. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm one of these guys. I love the streaming podcast apps. I love Stitcher. Um, those types of apps are great because sometimes you listen through all your podcasts and you're thinking, well, let me try something else. But if you'd used to do that on your iOS devices, you would have to download right. the entire episode to ever start hearing it. Right. Yeah, I've been right. an Android and a Blackboard, BlackBerry carrier for years. And those two platforms, as much as people and myself included, denigrate BlackBerry for having been left behind, they were light years ahead of iOS in terms of downloading media and, and podcasting. The, the idea of having to sync my device to my computer every night just to make sure I get stuff is ridiculous i mean i have a device that is connected 24 7 by either wi-fi or 3g why in the heck would i have to go put it in the cradle to get my stuff so they're really just finally stepping into like the late 90s with that one well it's been you have been able to do wireless syncing now on your ios devices for some time um and i'm not sure rim is probably the best company to call out right now for their forward thinkingness well, no, like I said, I, I like I said, I'm I'm happy to adjust uh, to uh, insult them whenever possible. But in this, this case, that's true. They were better. That's true. That's true. And and but this podcast app they have now, as soon as it starts downloading, you can start playing it, which is nice as well. You spent much time with it, Steve. What have you done with it? I only spent about half an hour with it. I just downloaded a few podcasts and. Um, I didn't spend too much time, but I, I could see where they're going. I, I'm surprised it took them this long to, to get podcasts out of the iTunes store. I thought that they were, you know, starting to be hidden a couple years ago and just kind of put back on the, you know, the back shelf is what I felt like. Well, you guys know I'm, I'm the Mac guy. So I have the Macintosh stuff right. up everywhere. Whenever we start talking Linux or Windows or Mac, I run all three of those and I, I'm the first one to complain about um, things and, and iTunes is one of those things you can point at and say, see, Apple's not as good as you think they are because here's <laughs> iTunes. <Yeah. laughs> I will say my experience has been uh, recently 
uh, like in the last couple of weeks, that they have changed their search back end on the iTunes store. It's harder to find a podcast now. You have to really? you have to know the exact name of the podcast. Like I used to be able to really? type in Element Opie, and all of my shows would come up because they're all from Element Opie Productions. Now I have to type in the exact name of the show for it wow. to come up in search. So they really? have they have altered some back end logic there for sure. And they're at the bottom of the list too. They're under movies, under music, under whatever else comes is paid that comes before podcasts. Right. Oh, of course. James, I'm do you trying, have the new MacBook with the Retina display? I do not have the new MacBook with the Retina display because um, it's curious. a 15-incher. I'm a 17-inch guy because I'm apparently overcompensating for something. <laughs> so I'm I'm just not interested in getting the 15-inch one. I got gotcha. you. I play with it every time I see it at the store, but uh, it's I'm a long way off from getting that baby. Yeah, I've, hey, that search me- just took forever to do Element Opie. And you didn't come up anywhere. Right, it's not there. You, you can't anywhere. search. You can't search by host anymore. You can't search by network anymore. You used to be able wow. to do that. So I filter by media type. Your search had no results. Exactly. What? <laughs> forget them taking podcasts out of the iTunes store. They already have. Right. So you can search art of podcasting and this one show will come up, but there's no indication that I have other shows. Uh, at all. I think I've searched Art of Podcasting and this show, it doesn't come up first, does it? No, it's not it first. Not. It's not okay. first, but it's in the list finally somewhere. Uh, that's that's why we need our second. people to go and uh, to vote and rate us. Even you guys out there, you Linux guys who don't who hate iTunes. I'm with you. I hate iTunes. But fire up a VM just once just to go rate and, and uh, comment on our show, please. The first you, thing that comes can up. Can you rate from search? a browser? Sorry, James. Can you rate from a browser or no? You can't no, do that it's got to be from okay. the app. Sorry. The, uh, the first thing that comes up when you search for art of podcasting is, of course, the podcast Science and the City from the New York Academy of something. Which has nothing to do okay. in the description or the title with art of podcasting. <laughs> New York Academy that. of Sciences. That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> so lame. Uh, they really what they just need to do is do one of those Google site search boxes, and it, everything would get better if they would just do what every website does and let Google index their iTunes store. That's pretty bad. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> okay. That I had no idea. How about that? I just uh, now that that takes my whole tin hat thing to a completely right. different level. Right. So now you're like the moon landing never happened. You're, it's you're, on now. <laughs> like, it's, there was no question. Well, what do you guys think about? Because there's been some talk about this uh, naming your shows podcast still. Um, you know, thinking that maybe Apple might try to get you on some kind of copyright infringement if you start using podcast freely, like it's a free term. Um. Like call, you know what I mean? Like calling your show instead of calling your shows a podcast, maybe calling it something else, a netcast, like a netcast or, or something, a yeah. show. I, Personally, not, I I don't I don't think I should I don't think we should change. I yeah. think podcasts and podcasts, and that's what people recognize these shows as podcasts. And I'm not really worried about the consequences of in the future of calling my show a podcast. So. I would continue to call my shows podcasts, but what do you guys think? I've never been a fan of the term podcast or podcasting, even though this show is called The Art of Podcasting. I think that it's a a, a poor term, but it is the term that has been used. It's out there. Yes, so, that's what, uh, right. you know, it's out in the wild. It's not going back. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't think there's a problem with that. I just think there are better terms where I, I whenever possible, I refer to it as a show uh, right. or an episode uh, because that's that's what I think it is. You know, and netcast, I think, is a dumb word, too. There's just not a good word for it. Uh, when I tell people what I do, um, I refer to it as Internet radio. Uh, that's something they can understand. It's a radio show on the Internet. Uh, and, and, you know, cause I've, I still run into people all the time who don't know what a podcast is. I say, and, you know, and I'll be wearing my, you know, element Opie hat out and somebody will ask about it and I'll say, I own a, a media production company and we do, uh, internet radio shows and they get that. Sure. Yeah. That is smart think, because, because I every time I should. say the word podcast, they say, I don't have an iPod. Exactly. That's what, that's what they say. 
I think we should rename the podcast to the Samsung Slide to Unlock Front <laughs> Bezeled Glass Podcast. What? Yeah. Okay, so that we won't get we, us into any yeah. trouble at all. We talked about that in uh, the uh, Everyday Linux show, uh, just that we just finished recording. Uh, Apple has won a preliminary battle against Samsung, and basically saying we own a four by three sheet of glass with a button in the middle. And, and I don't I don't see the term podcast though being being yeah. you know the le the legal guys are so busy with the Samsung thing right. maybe they just haven't hit us aside the head with that one. Well, yet. Apple didn't right. come up with that name. It was it was a community created name. So they oh, know, really they may have gone out and done some paperwork on it, but uh, uh, Apple never came. You know, Apple podcasts have been second class citizens for a long time. So much so that Apple doesn't often refer to them as podcasts in the early days. Later they did, but it was that name was created uh, outside of Apple. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was. I used to know the name uh, of the, the, the proto-podcaster, the guy who first coined the term podcast. Well, the it Wikipedia it says it was Shea Spencer Management LLC filing the first trademark application. Wow. Okay, so the term is actually trademarked? I didn't know that. And then Apple started to crack down. There was Apple trademark. Oh, it's a mess. You know, when you get into lawyers, you know, it's, it's a fantastic system unless you happen to be the one in it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jim Beeson in the chat room says uh, a podcast is a term like aspirin or jello or in or Kleenex, Kleenex. It's, or Xerox. You know, it's just become the, the standard name. It, it pretty much has. And I agree that, you know, that we've tried different things in the industry. We've tried netcast. We've tried show. We've tried production um, and nothing kind of sticks. And, and at the end of the day, podcasts are, you know, it's challenged anyway, because it's something you have to go out and get. Right. It's not something you push a button that's that's shoved into your ear holes. I think the future of 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 netcasts or internet radio is uh things like roku and the boxy box and smart televisions uh, people are getting accustomed to the concept of of media on demand you know netflix is there and and voodoo and these these people are making these deals so that's all right there and we all have mm -hmm. dvrs and we nobody watches live television anymore we dvr everything and watch it at our convenience and so that's exactly what a podcast is and people are be are becoming uh to uh uh, comfortable with that concept and once they do uh, that idea will switch over to audio right now they're thinking of it spe specifically as a video thing but once they get the idea that that uh, radio can be on demand as well I really think podcasting is going to take off and that's the ra the wave I'm hoping to ride you know my career on in the near in the next you know 10 years well maybe that new Google audio thing that they're coming out with will have something to say about that. Yeah. That, uh, that Google has round. something to say about everything. Well, they have that uh, at Google IO, they, they introduced that, uh, the, the new audio personal audio piece, right? The, the Q, that, the Q uh, spherical streaming device and They're way um, overpriced. What? How dare you? <laughs> um, and, and I thought, uh, I thought they're on the right track. Um, except, you know, Sonos has already uh, right. wrapped up the market for overpriced streaming media devices. Yeah, it's basically an amplifier with no, um, with no speakers and no. Uh, is there storage, or do you have to use remote storage? Um, I, I don't think there's storage. Yeah, I don't. If there is, it's very little. So it's. I think it's, it's just streaming. It's not. Yeah. yeah, it can't really do anything on its own. You have to hook it up to something else, and it's three hundred bucks. And, and it's not Google TV. I mean, I don't know why they splintered that product off of that. I mean, are they are we done with Google TV or what? I mean, this this thing should have been tightly integrated with it. Well, <laughs> You'd like tough. to think that, wouldn't you? You would think. I, I think the future of podcasting is, I think the term anyway, is going to go away and it's just going to be sh a show. Uh, and I think that this a lot of the streaming boxes and stuff are contributing to that. Because not everything on there is technically a podcast. They're, they're shows. Right. So I, I think the term will be just show. It's my bet. I, you know, I, think, I think you're right. I think you're ultimately right as well. The reason the whole television thing hasn't caught on is because 
Nobody likes working with people in television. Well, television <laughs> networks, they have no idea how any of this crazy internet stuff works. They're still, <laughs> still, still confused still. over the whole thing. So they're certainly not going to let somebody put internet on a television that's going to mess up everything. There, I mean, there's still a huge percentage of 12 o'clock blinkers out there. And let's just not let's not forget those guys oh, yeah. who yep. who never learned how to set a VCR, don't know how to work the DVR, have their kids come in the room anytime they want to watch a DVD. Um, you know, they're still out there, and and they literally have to die off uh, before <laughs> the the new stuff can take over. That's funny, funny way of putting it. But yes, you're. I think you're right. Um, plus commercials. I mean, I think a lot of people are getting away from TV because of just their too many commercials and they're getting sick of commercials and podcasts that don't have sponsors are their favorite thing in the world. Right. There's no commercials. And you know, the well, what, perfect then <laughs> what we do as podcasters is we try it. It's like what they used to do back in the days of the early days of television and radios. We incorporate the ad into the show, you know, used to have Merv Griffin stand there on stage and, and read copy about Chevy and that was there. There was that was part of the show. It wasn't let's cut to an, a commercial break. Uh, so I think that that model works at least now. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years. Uh, you know, it's so it's so effective. I think that's a great model. Right. It really is engaging to the listeners because they're getting the 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 ads and the message from the host of the show, and that's huge. I think it's a great model. And that's why I smoke Paul Mall. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I you know i i think every time i sit down at my high pr40 microphone uh, uh <laughs> that uh, that i really enjoy the smooth <laughs> mellow sounds uh w- one thing that's interesting though is uh on this for this show for all of my shows i've moved from uh ustream to justin tv uh i don't like justin tv as much it doesn't give me as much control on the back end i can't download my stuff i can't it uh save i can't archive it it automatically deletes it so as an admin it's not as good but the ads are far less egregious ustream got so un so aggressive with their ads pop-ups and pop-unders and pop-overs and then just interrupting the show for 30 seconds uh that you know it was just i could not subject my listeners that i understand and I'm whining about a free service. I get that. But it got so much that the value proposition wasn't even there for free anymore. And there's no middle road, you notice, with, with Ustream anyway. If you've, there is a way you can get rid of the ads for the people watching you by paying money. But the dollar amounts... Or to do that, too high. Yeah, they are they are really expensive. This is coming from me, so uh, it must be really expensive. So you have you have a hundred people watching you for an hour, and you're paying out a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars. I did the math. It was it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for an hour long stream, and then you're done for the month. You got to pay you know another five hundred dollars to keep things going. It was it was really a lot of money. Now, what have you found with Justin? Is it is it not quite as bad? Uh, well, they do a pre-roll ad, and then they do uh, pop-up ads in the player that you know are non-obtrusive. You can still get the content, so uh, that right. doesn't bother me as much. The thing with Ustream is they were interrupting the content right uh, yeah. for thirty to forty-five seconds, um, and you just it's just gone. That content is gone. Uh, and so with uh, with Justin, the ads are there. Uh, you have to you have to watch the pre-roll ad, so you miss thirty seconds from the time you hit play, and then every couple of minutes they pop up an ad under, uh, sort of YouTube style, the way they're doing it now. And uh, those are you know they're annoying. Nobody likes them, but they don't disrupt the function. I mean, uh, um, I likened what UStream was doing to an acne cream that kills you. Uh, you know, it's it's the side effects are just not worth the the service that that you were getting from it. And and to take uh, Mitchman's cue in the chat room, which was I was going to ask this as well, is is a, a middle road might be the the link that Google has created between Hangouts and live streaming on YouTube, which saves your video automatically, and it's just an automatic link when you start up the the connection on Google Plus. I've experimented with that. My issue with it is the audio quality is terrible. Um, they re- they crush it down to a very low bit rate, and I just considered it unacceptable. 
Really? I haven't, I haven't watched anybody doing one that had good enough audio for me to tell it was bad. It's, so that it's tells bad. you what I watch. Is it? I, I use it. It is bad. It's got, it's got to be less than 32 kilobits per hmm. second. Yeah, I'm thinking it's 16 or even 8. I mean, it is bad Ugh. compression. It's, uh, it's a step up from telephone, but only barely. How's that possible? Because it's it's not horrible in Google Plus and the Hangouts audio. We aren't using that right now, but right. The, the Hangout audio is not bad. Yeah, it's not the same codec. They, they huh. because yeah. it's broadcast to so many more people to be efficient, they crunch that way down. And so, yeah, the the audio that the three of us get is pretty good. Skype is yeah. still better, but it's pretty good. But mm. the audio that the, your audience gets, and I, I I'm not sure, but I think that what's saved to YouTube is better than what is broadcast. Wow, that's that's weird. Because really, it's the broadcast I'm interested in because I can record the whole thing locally and just post it to YouTube later. I mean, that's what I'm doing now. It would be nice if I could just do it all in one fell swoop. It was done. It was posted. And it was decent quality. That's disappointing. I think they'll bump it up eventually once it's kind of out of quasi-beta stage. But um, Mark, you th you say that after you save it to YouTube, the quality gets better than actual the actual live stream. Uh, that's my impression because uh, I've gone back and listened to other people's stuff uh, that was saved up there, and it sounds to be more like the Hangout quality, mm. but it's not as as bad as the uh, the the the. It could have just been my subjective ears, uh, but yeah, that's my impression of it. I haven't seen any numbers or anything on that. That would make sense, wouldn't it? I mean, there's probably a very nice pipe between Google Plus and YouTube that they can take advantage of and store that locally. And then streaming out to you live, they give you the crap. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think yeah. what they record is exactly what happens in the Hangout, which is gotcha. pretty decent audio. But what well, they stream some is much worse. Oh, interesting. And, and you're right. They may do better than that, but I honestly think they don't want people using it Ustream style, at least not right now. Uh, and I think that's why they do that. They, they um, maybe they, for their tier one partners, you know, when, when the, the white house does something and streams it on YouTube, that's clearly much better. But I think for the unwashed masses, they intentionally make it poor quality until they can, can sort things out and then they'll figure out how to charge you for the higher quality. I'm not sure they know what they want to do yet. They've been doing live streaming for partners. We're rolling out the beta for two years now. And I'm a partner of YouTube, so I'm certainly not the highest level partner. They have no idea I exist, but I'm waiting for my invitation and I haven't gotten it yet, which would allow me to go directly to YouTube and stream live from there. Right. Um, I'm just not at that echelon of, of gilded whatever it is. Yeah, Rateo in the chat room says that uh, it's frustrating to listen to Steve's other show. He has to wait until it's done to watch the recording uh, or listen to Door to Door Geeks audio stream because he you know, he's he's listening to what I'm saying. Because Steve, you've moved wow. almost exclusively to the Google Hangouts, right? Yes, for my convenience, I am the only one benefiting from this. Um, <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> it's true. I, I could broadcast from anywhere. Which just I just plug a mic in, and I, I don't have to hook up tons of equipment. I, I really like the way it's done, and I've never listened to the live stream, so I can't tell how bad the quality is. But I, actually, I've heard little snippets. I didn't think it was horrible, but um, I I, that's, live what, the, to that's what the guys the are day. saying. Yeah, I listened to your this week. I listened to yours because I'm I'm sitting at home all week and listening to podcasts live. Um, and, and heard yours and di it didn't occur to me at the time that the audio was bad and I'm huh. a pretty big stickler for oh, that. Good. That's good so, to know. Right, I don't so know. Maybe, maybe it's, but it may might've been the pain medicine. However, <laughs> maybe it's just all me and I'll accept that if that's the case. But, uh, uh I found it, uh, to be unacceptable. So not something that I wanted to put my name on. Mm. Well, hopefully they'll make that better. Uh, but you know, in in what you need we to do, lower your standards, Mark. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I, I think it, not just us. I mean, we're small time players, but uh, everybody, even the big time players, uh, their live audience is a fraction of their download audience. So uh, you know, it's it's probably okay to let five percent of your audience have substandard quality when the yes. other ninety five percent are going to get what you edit down and release. Yeah, I, I think it's even less. I think it's like 
for me anyway. Yeah. It's too bad because I'd like to do more live stuff. Yeah, live stuff is fun. You you definitely have the fun factor with live, but yeah. so so far it has the numbers haven't really paid off. Hmm. Yeah, well, well who cares right now, about money when there's fun to be had. <laughs> it's true. Just looking at the stream right now, uh, right at four percent of the audience is watching, based on the numbers that we've been tracking and the numbers that are watching live right now. So um, one person. Right. Yeah, there's one person watching. Um, and and I've heard uh, uh, Revision 3, I've heard Twit uh, say the same things, that their live numbers are, are fractional. Oh, yes. Um, uh, what is the other one? The, G, the guys from Queen Network, uh, he says that his are reversed for some reason, that he gets 90% of his listeners live. Um, what? Yeah, and I don't know why, but I, I've heard him say that a couple of times. Wow, that's, that's right. crazy. All shenanigans. <laughs> I think he needs what? to check his analytics. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he just, I don't know. Maybe he has a small audience. I, I, I don't know. Um, well, here's the thing I'm wondering, speaking of analytics and speaking of trying to figure out who's doing what, is this whole thing of going to the streaming side, maybe the Apple podcast app, and even more interesting probably would be Stitcher, but usually today, the way that podcasters represent the number of listeners they have, well, it's all based on downloads, effectively. How many mm -hmm. downloads do you have? None of those tell you, did they actually listen to it? Exactly. So there's still a gap from an advertiser perspective. I'm wondering now if the new app that they're rolling out is going to be able to provide analytics back of exactly who's listening to what. And if it is, what are they going to do with that information? Another issue with uh, with analytics is the partial downloads. There's always four to five times as many partial downloads as there are full downloads. But you don't know if that was somebody who listened to five seconds and moved on or somebody who cut it off as the ending music was playing. It's right. still a partial download, and you don't know. Mm. <laughs> so what I need you all to do is every time you listen to a show, send me an email so that I can track the numbers. Okay. Any show or just ours? Uh, just, my, just my shows. Element okay. OP shows. Every All time right. you listen to a show, send me an email and say your name, your address, your social security number, and the episode that you just listened to. <laughs> Why don't they just fax us like a signed <laughs> and sign a signed agree? Uh, you know, confirmation that they watched the show. I think that that's what they should do. Be something notarized would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, actually, what I would like is uh, is a, a, a binding commitment to listen to every show I do for the next thirty years. If I could get that, that would be awesome. You Simple, should put really? like in terms of service up on your website and right. Make sure that's everyone agrees to that. That's fantastic. I'm modifying mine right now. Something that says listening to any portion of this show uh, is legal and binding uh, uh, admission that you will listen to all shows that we do in perpetuity. Put nonsense in there. You must buy me a beer. Um, you, you send me, um, you know, uh, every once in a while you have to send me a poem. Um, just, just all kinds of junk. And then I could tell people, I'm sorry, you didn't. He didn't you, read it. And they had to send right Steve there. like a Walmart gift certificate every periodic <laughs> a, time. On the website. It's right there. Yeah, only something, something that can only be spent between the hours of 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. <laughs> hey, they have those? No, let me let me tell you one thing about that going at night. <laughs> let me tell you, the uh, you would tell think us. that <laughs> you would think that it's it's better to go at night because there's not a lot of people there and you get out of there fast. You would, what, you would think, but what they do is proportionally narrow down the number of cashiers according to how many people are there. Right. So it all evens out. So it there's one no guy in the whole store uh, for the you know fifty customers that they have at any time. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's exactly what they do. So it's a no win. I, I find the people with the nicest personalities are really at night. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't match my statistics. Mm. James is so deadpan, you can never really tell with him. It's never sure whether he's, he's saying something ludicrous or something serious, and you can't it, tell the difference. They're just, they're awful. At night, they, they, that's why they work at night. They don't want you there. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, well, but let's be honest. Their customers aren't the best uh, population at night either. Oh, I'm just as no. good. Let's be fair. <laughs> That's where you get the people of Walmart pictures, I think, mainly at night. <laughs> yes, the 2 a.m. Yeah, standing in line at the McDonald's kiosk that they had there. <laughs> that in, link in will be in the show notes, everyone. <laughs> Last thing on Walmart, you know, I was in there the other night and uh, they had two year old expired cat food on the shelf. It was Newman's own. And I buy that for my cats. And I always look at the expiration date on the cat food. Two years expired. I, I brought up the customer service. And I said, you know, this is the second time I came in here and it was two years expired. So can you please get it off the shelf? But that's, that's all I'll say about Walmart. Well, that, okay. that I do, means ha- I do it's have been something sitting for the show. somewhere for two years. Where has it been <laughs> I don't for two know. years? It's it was lost and recently found. I think apparently <laughs> yeah, the cats won't mind. It's only food. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I, I'm looking at the notes, and I don't think I, I don't know if I'm driving the show in the wrong direction. But I do have something that is kind of related to podcasting that I've been obsessed with for the past three weeks. I have this a new obsession. Hit you me. guys want to know what it is? Oh yes. <laughs> Headphones. Oh, you missed a whole headphone section. James opened the show by talking about headphones. Yes, he did. He did. Really? Yes. So it fits what'd perfectly. What did you get? A new pair, James? I got a new pair of headphones. What is it? Let me see. <laughs> These are the Sennheiser 380 Pros. 380 Pros. Nice. Yes. Nice. I paid too. The 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 ultimate story is I paid too much, um, and I don't care. One ninety nine. I hope no no. Mm, that's more it. More than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with them. I'm familiar with all headphones now. So that's what all is I've been what doing. to to what does your obsession latch itself around? Uh, I wanted to find good headphones that I could mix music and uh, and produce music with, and I wanted to find a nice, balanced, yet warm, yet pleasing set mm. of headphones. And uh, I just got all into it, looking at reviews and sites. And uh, there's so many headphones out there. And there's some real gems and there's some real crap. And some, a lot of times price does not indicate which is which. Indeed. Um, now, Sennheiser, of course, being a German company, you could say, yes, they are quality. But warm is not the exact adjective you might apply <laughs> towards German headphones. It's true. It's true, but they're they're analytical. They're they good. I like Sennheiser. Just, I have a, I, just I have a quick aside to here. throw in here. I don't have anything about headphones. I already said I, I have the cheap ones. But I was watching a movie tonight with uh, with a friend of mine, and uh, he said one of the funniest lines. He said, you know, I think German is probably the best language for yelling in. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I have to agree. Fantastic. Agree All right, so continue on with your headphone rant. Well, the best, I think the best resource I found online for checking out headphones and getting reviews on headphones is a site yes. called innerfidelity.com. Did you ever go there, James? No. He uh, is this now, guy, though, this right at really this very good, moment. Man. I am. Why? You going there I'm now? Going there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy who runs it, I think his name is Tile, T-Y-L-L. He does video reviews on all the headphones he he reviews, and he also does a written review on his blog. And um, he, he, every headphone he reviews, he takes it apart. Every single piece of these headphones is like laid out on his bench. Right so on. he really does a thorough review. He he checks all the graphs. He runs all kinds of tests on for noise isolation, frequency mm-hmm. response, all kinds of crap. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really really good. And the best thing about the site is his wall of fame. On his wall of fame, he re- he puts the headphones that he thinks that that he's reviewed that he thinks are the best, and you know they range from like three grand down to eleven bucks. And I bought the eleven dollar headphones. I ordered them on Amazon. They're they're Koss K O S S. I think it's K S C seventy five. I gotta check. It's it's literally a wall of headphones. <laughs> it is. It actually is. And uh, these headphones are great. They they actually are over the ear pads. The eleven buck ones. And um, I just, they were so cheap, I had to try them out. And um, for 11 bucks, you cannot go wrong if you want to just spend 11 bucks. They're awesome. This is awesome. I yeah. Think, I think James just had a geek gasm right there in the middle of the show. <laughs> and then tonight, I actually bought another set. I bought a pair of V-Modas mm. M50. 
Vmoda M50s. I've seen those. They're you know they're small headphones, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I needed something portable. I could if, I want to take my laptop out and produce something out on the fly or at Starbucks or something. I just put those on, and uh, tonight I tried them out, and they sound really good. Great bass. They, and the funny thing about headphones is you got to break them in. So I have to break these in, see how they sound in a week or so. And uh, but right now I'm pleased. So I'm talking I'm about just, yeah, headphones. That's where it's at. Nice. That is a great link. Inner, as in inside. Innerfidelity.com. Yeah, it's a good site. Um, for forums, HeadFi is the forum I think to go to. H e a d dash f i. I think dot org. Um, they do have reviews on the site, but it's mainly a forum. It's it's like the Gear Sluts, how Gear Sluts is for music, HeadFi is for headphones. I've nice. got to write all of this down. All right, so sometime I'm going to have to come to Florida, and I'm going to have to visit each of you and challenge you to a head-to-head, <laughs> uh, prove to me that your headphones are better than my headphone competition. And, and I will, uh, then maybe I will become a headphone geek, but right now I don't get it. I went down. Yeah. You need to have a purpose for it. And podcasting, you can put, you can put anything on your head. I mean, I wear the Apple earbuds. But for music production, you have to listen to the whole, you got to get everything in there. Now, why, and, would you, why would you use headphones for mix down anyway? I mean, I have, I've always used room monitors for that. Yeah, mainly for production. I'll do most of my mixing on my monitors. But sometimes I don't want to sit in front of my, that computer with the monitors hooked up all day. I want to be able to have an idea somewhere and be able to get it out quickly. And if I have my laptop with me, just throw some headphones on and have a nice, reliable sound. And um, I don't know. I just I guess I'm bored. It was just occupying a lot of my time lately. Yeah, you nice. you bought all the white iPads you need, so you needed something else to spend money on. <laughs> Man, I'm, to- I'm totally flat on the white iPad jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. I got barraged in Google Plus and on all my shows. And uh, yeah, I'm, I actually like the attention about it now. now I even you, proved I even proved my iPad is black, and it's still it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It, it doesn't matter. matter. Now, do you live in a area where you are able to go out and touch and purchase these particular higher end headphones, or is this a situation where you're just going to have to get it online somewhere? I'm getting. I got pretty good at this, James. Um, your best store for this is Best Buy that has a Magnolia mm-hmm. section, which is their yep. high end. It's like it's like having a tweeter inside of Best Buy because um, they ha- some of the Magnolias have a wall of headphones. And um, so you could you could test about eight headphones there. Those are the high end ones. Uh, they're like the 300 buck ones and up. Then uh-huh. out on the Best Buy floor, the blue floor, you have a, usually a stand with another eight headphones. And they just recently put out another stand for DJs with eight headphones on there. So uh, you could literally go to Best Buy and test out about 30 sets of headphones and not have to buy any of them to, to find out how they sound. So that's your best store for testing out headphones. And Sam Ash, the music store, does, has a headphone booth. Those are the only two places I know where you could test headphones, to be honest. My Best Buy has a music store in it where you can go and buy keyboards and amps and mixers and guitars and drums um yes. and they have all that's where they have all their higher end headphones but they don't have anywhere to try them on so it's nice to hear that some of those places do james i'm telling you because i i just realized this last week mine has the music store too and they have all the high end head high end headphones in there mm-hmm. if yours if your best buy has a music store you probably have a magnolia section did you ever go in there they go, oh, I don't, unfortunately. Oh, you don't really? That's I live in a part of the world that doesn't necessarily cater towards that. Oh. Well, yeah. Um, which is I why just I found ask. out that mine. That's the question, which is where do you get yours? Because I can't, I, there's nowhere around here I can go out and I see a, uh, I had, there, what, there is a, uh, a guitar center in town. And that's usually where I know I can get at least a high-end microphone, a high-end mixer, and these particular headphones is where I got those. Yeah. So, and did you test them first or you just had to go no. by? Yeah, but I, I'd had two 80s before and I, I knew pretty much what I was getting um, sound-wise. So I was comfortable getting them and if I didn't like them, I could always return. Exactly. I returned so many headphones. Yeah. <laughs> just because there's no way to test them and a lot right. of times they suck. 
So I took, I did a microphone that way. I bought my microphone at a guitar center. Didn't like it. I took it back. The guy grabbed it and he went, he smelled it. He says, okay, you can return that one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so what, what That's... was, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> what was that? He goes, well, it's the smell test, of course. Oh, okay. So I'm glad I didn't, I don't know, have something with garlic in it <laughs> when I was trying it out. Is that one that worked so well? That's amazing. They wanted that, to see you know, that how much probably back in the box in and on their shelves. Right. Yep. They, they wanted to see how much spit was in it is what that yep. is. Yep. All right. Um, we have a whole other section in the notes that we were going to talk about, but I didn't even know we yeah, had notes. We're I'm 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 dumping it because oh, we good. we've covered we've covered <laughs> this a lot. We've talked about iTunes and then an entire dissertation on headphones, <laughs> I smelling know. microphones. Sure, which provided me with a nice opportunity to have a little nap. So thank you for that, guys. <laughs> Let me say one more thing about headphones. Oh, Mark, please, because I, I said it doesn't relate to podcasting, <laughs> but I want I want to tie it all back in. Headphones are valuable for podcasting, not necessarily when you're listening listening through them live, but when you want to mix your show all down and get everybody's levels set properly, you need a headphone that's balanced and has good quality. So it's worth it to, to have good headphones for podcasting, if only for the post-production phase. It's, it's a valuable thing, especially if you don't have good speakers or monitor, uh, like studio monitors. Get a nice balanced set of headphones. The Sennheiser HD 280s are good. Um, we'll see how James likes the is it the 380s, right, James? Yep, yep. Um, and those those are good to start with. Actually, they're about a hundred bucks. Don't okay. buy Beats by Dre. <laughs> I, I mentioned that specifically earlier. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. Listen to other headphones before you buy them. I'm serious. Right. All they are is hyped up bass and almost everything else cut completely out. It's just bass. Uh, you get a much more pleasing experience when you listen to headphones that are balanced and also have good bass. There's yeah, other my, headphones that have good bass. Trust me. My phone and, uh, has a Beats feature built in. It was you know what? a partnership with H HTC there. And so when I plug in the headphones, the little Beats light comes on and I can push the button awesome. and activate Beats. And all it does is increase the bass by like 4 dB. And that's, <laughs> that's it. True that, that's dog. Great. Uh, those things are all over the place. Those beats, right. they're everywhere. That's that's good marketing right there. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. They are. We've been infiltrated. Nice. And Love so, yeah, kids are now. They're back to the seventies. They're walking around down the street with their mm -hmm. giant headphones on that goes that has its own separate adapter with its own separate battery pack plugged into their iPod. Uh, so they're they're carrying a three ounce iPad and a four and a half pound set of headphones. It's true. That's, That's what awesome. I'm saying. Headphones is it's back. It's where it's at. Uh, <laughs> what what I was gonna say? Here's my retort to everything you just said all regarding right. regarding podcasting. Almost all of your listeners, I, I can't say 100, percent but in the high 90s, are going to be listening to your podcast out of a uh, an eighth inch speaker on their phone or through a pair of cheap. Uh, earbuds that they bought at the gas station while they were getting a lottery ticket so <laughs> yes you can get put a better product out by using the expensive near field speakers that uh, headphones that make everything flat and sound just right but the large portion of your audience will never know the difference you're not going to bring me down I'm not trying to bring you down. You're not, you're I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be honest. I, that's my role here on this network. I introduce reality into the distortion reality. field. I don't want it. Mm -mm. Don't but care. Mark, in, in any field, people have to have expensive toys. So let let us have our toys. Okay. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that, you know, this is a show about the art of podcasting, right? Those uh, aspiring podcasters out there. Don't go spend 200 bucks on headphones until you literally have nothing else you can buy. That's my advice. When you've all bought right. all your other gear <laughs> and you're just now at the point of just spending money because you've got it, then you can get the $200 headphones. <laughs> okay. There's no retort to that. They know no, I'm right. No, they can't argue no. with me. They know I'm not I'm even right. going to say anything. 
All right, guys. Thanks. It's great to be back. I've I've missed you guys for the last month. Uh, audience, thanks for listening. It's been great to uh, to be back. And um, as I said at the beginning of the show. I can't promise that we're going to be here every week from here on out, but uh, I am uh, in a more stable position now, and so we will be actually producing content, uh, and we won't be just another month of of nothing, I hope. So, uh, guys, any last words before we say goodnight? Um, It's good to be back. Mark, um, I'll I'll talk to you a little bit after the show, but I hope everything's going good with your new job and the move and everything else. Uh, Thanks for your well wishes. And, uh, and for the emails and the, the Twitters and the Facebook and, and the stuffs, uh, my fans, I don't like to say that word, my audience, my listeners uh, yes. have, have had uh, an outpouring of goodwill, and I appreciate that. I really do. I read those messages and I take them to heart. So if you took the time, even in 140 characters, uh, to wish me well, uh, know that it was uh, much appreciated. And I thank you, uh, you know, in the words of Sally Fields, you like me, you really like me. <laughs> and on that note, with Steve snickering at me, I'm going to say that ends this episode of The Art of Podcasting.